0: What's kicking chickens? Welcome back to Can We Fix It. I am your host, Amora Walsh, joined as always by my lovely and talented co host, Jennifer the Vulpinator Douglas. How are you doing, my love? I'm doing all right. Word, word. I'm happy to uh, hear it. Um, I yeah, know that how you're, are you. I, honestly, I had, <laughs> I had a delightful day at work today. Um, it is my responsibility to keep the candy stash for the staff at all times and i'll be honest i i was slacking over the last two days so today i re-upped the candy stash and here's the thing about re-upping the candy stash i then become the most popular person in the world (laughs) and everybody (laughs) everybody wants to hang out in my my office yeah everybody's friends with the candy lady. So like i had a delightfully like i got a whole bunch of work done but every like 15 20 minutes somebody else would be like popping into my office looking for candy and we'd have like a couple minutes to chit chat and it was just it's it is such a game changer working at a job that you enjoy like it is yeah, such a fucking fun, game changer it? it really is and like it's work you know what i mean like i still come home exhausted but i just i thoroughly enjoy what i'm doing right now um anyway um what i you guys know that this is my least favorite thing um we we gotta we gotta talk about last week's episode because uh shit popped off as as it is yep, wont uh, to do went down. um starting with um my boy blake was pretty fucking mad at me um now of all of the mean things that we said about blake last episode
1: I would like this to be known for the record that Blake is not nearly as angry at me
0: as he is Oh, God, no. Well, and here's the thing is it's like it's because we're friends and I make fun (laughs) of a lot of people. I want to give him credit where it's due because I make fun of everyone on this fucking show, like progressives to like Republicans, like to the middle bad boys. Like there is no... Like, there's, there, we have no qualms about calling out our own team for the dumb shit that they're doing. Um, there are not that many reps and senators that are still friends with me after I have roasted the shit out of them. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I've like, I mean, I think we, we can jen you and i can guess uh which of our patrons no longer uh speaks to me um (laughs) um, the you know know
1: which ones have taken their donations away
0: right 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 right, right. um but like sam bell no matter how many times i roast him um and blake philippe no matter how many times we roast the shit out of them like They both recognize that this is a comedy political podcast, like comedy being at the very forefront. Um, And for the most part, I mean, they're still my friends, like as far as I know. Oh, my God, they could have like dartboards with my face on it at home. And I'm just like, no, we're buddies. It's fine. But the point is, Blake was mad uh, that I don't care enough about shoreline access (laughs) and then what is your
1: problem with this
0: i just don't oh my god i don't care i think it's so stupid i think of all of the fucking things that are like currently happening in the world like i don't give a fuck who walks on what beach like i don't understand it feels like white people nonsense ah you're
1: hurting my brain when you say it's white people nonsense why it's an
0: indigenous issue what how you're what no like i literally like i don't understand why this is like work explain explain this to me like i'm (laughs) mora
1: okay mora where i live here in um charlestown i mean first off um shoreline rights are enshrined in the state constitution you are you are constitutionally Allowed to walk on your shoreline. You are owed your shoreline access here in Rhode Island. No one can take that from you, goddamn it. It's like a fucking clam cake in your hand. <laughs> you deserve that goddamn clam cake. You deserve your shoreline access. It's yours. It's a Rhode Island right, it's yours. So do you really want those hoity toity people in their billion dollar homes on that shoreline, dictating to you? Where you can go, or whether or not you can walk in front of their house. No, they don't own that shoreline.
0: Oh, see, so now we- I did not understand that. I assumed that once you bought, like, a beachfront property, that, that like front of that beach was yours. Now, isn't that what, like, all the? Isn't that a private beach? No, that's
1: not a private
0: beach. You, so are you're telling me I can just go to wander onto Rich people. I can go to wander onto Taylor Swift's Ocean.
1: Well, this is where
0: this is where the
1: fight comes
0: in. You should be able
1: to still walk along the length of the beach, like no one's saying you can walk up to their back door and go, <laughs> like have a barbecue ten feet from their porch. But what you should be able to do is walk the length of the beach to get to where you need to go along the shoreline as long as you're above the high tide, like at the high tide line. Now, okay, see now, I did not understand.
0: To- any of this like i didn't realize like i fully thought that when you buy beachfront property that that's you that beach is your front property now motherfucker like (laughs) no
1: no technically you should be able to walk the entire shoreline of rhode island if there was a passable passageway through it you should be able to walk the entire shoreline from one end to the other
0: okay now do you have a constitutional right to the ocean like can I swim oh,
1: anywhere? Anybody can be in the ocean. Yeah, you can swim anywhere.
0: I don't know. I don't know why I asked that. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like can, the Coast yeah, Guard. Like the Coast Guard kind of floats ocean. floats halfway and they're like, nah. This is private ocean over here. Well, you like, gotta turn back. Is,
1: but no, it's actually not like technically ocean. Like it's protected, like Potter's Pond and stuff like that, where we have it broken up for um uh oyster farming you can't like go traipsing through there but that wouldn't affect you it's not ocean i take it all back <sighs> don't listen to me Side, that was a sidebar that didn't need to happen but okay. anyhow it's also an indigenous right because there are i'm you know charlestown is one of the highest has one of the highest concentrations of In you know our indigenous community members i did not know that and hmm and it and the tribal lands and they have lost a lot of their tribal lands and many of their religious and medicinal practices and just hunting and fishing rights are shoreline centered and they've lost a lot of access over the years. And it's, it is an indigenous rights issue. And I feel very strongly that shoreline access rights are their indigenous rights, their human rights and their Rhode Island rights. And I think we all deserve them.
0: (sighs) So All right. Well, that brings us to one of the parts of the show that happens, what, like once every 450 episodes? Like, don't get used to this shit, okay? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was wrong. I really did not understand that it was, like, a rich versus poor thing. In my brain, like, the ocean is so far from where I am. And whenever I want to go to a beach, like, I have to go to one of, like, the public beaches because, like... I don't know anybody who's got oceanfront, what am I going to just park in the sand and fucking waddle my way down? Like, no, like I always have just gone to like the state beaches. So in my brain, I was always just like, okay, bitch, like go to the state beach. We all got to pay. Like that's what the Providence people do. I don't know why it's such a big deal, but like understanding that like when you buy a beachfront property, that you're not allowed to like own that beach now because it's, again, listen, I live in America where you can fucking buy anything you set your mind to. So, like, it Mm -hmm. never occurred to me that that wasn't your beach now. Because, like, of course it would be. Fucking capitalism. Why wouldn't that be your beach? America sucks. Like, I am not... And I'm assuming that the only reason that it's not is because our founders had the fucking forethought to be like, no, 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 no. The ocean is everybody's motherfucker. The ocean isn't yours or his. Like... This shoreline is everybody's, and exactly, yeah. So no, those BGUs, I stand corrected.
1: Blake girlfriend units that we were talking about at the last episode. Those Blake girlfriend units are actually the units that would measure from the high tide mark um, how far you could be.
0: Oh well, 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 well. well. Then we okay? No, 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 no. Then we do it. We got to change the BGUs then, if that's what I'm measuring. All right, I want, like, 10 to 12 BGUs at least. I want to be, like, all up in your backyard. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. Again, like, this is not my backyard. This is not my experience. So without having this explained to me, like, I'm a fucking city kid, okay? You should have seen me the first time I saw, like, actual wildlife. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, (laughs) goddamn
1: raccoon
0: no you know what it was we me and and my neighbor saw a muskrat and I fully lost my shot. I was like what the fuck is wrong with that rat like yo (laughs) where where did you see a muskrat this was at the old place on Stansbury because I lived right next to the Wenozpatucket (laughs) River and so we had like muskrats and river rats and shit and I was like oh my god and my upstairs neighbor, who is incidentally a uh, native, uh, an indigenous Rhode Islander, was like, it's a fucking muskrat, you idiots. And they're like, oh, my God. I thought it was like a rat on steroids. Like, That's amazing. So, right. So, like, I have no concept of, like. I know that as the Providence riffraff, there are plenty of beaches where, like, I've had old white men be like, "No, no, my beach, get the fuck out of here," and I was like, "Oh, okay, see, ya. <laughs> like." <laughs> um, and now I know that I can fight back. And don't, but don't I have to be like picking up seaweed or something? What's the seaweed portion of this? <laughs> Oh,
1: no, there is a seaweed story that goes along with it. and It's kind of what sparked the whole debate that made people care about ocean access right now. Uh, uh. Scott Keeley, who is a Charlestown resident, happened to be on the beach, um, I'm going to say a couple of summers ago. And he was collecting seaweed, which we are wont to do down here in Charlestown because we use seaweed for a lot of things. Some of us eat it. Some of us use it for fertilizer. It yeah, was a lot of uses for seaweed. It's just a thing.
0: I'm really so, glad anyhow. that you gave me a list because that was absolutely going to be my follow-up question. What, uh, I, I, knew there was,
1: what? I, I knew there would be questions, so I'm
0: going <laughs> throw it in now.
1: So anyhow, Scott was collecting seaweed, and he was on somebody's property. Um, property owner got kind of bent out of shape that Scott was on the property. Scott was below the high tide line. Scott was fully within his rights to be where Scott wanted to be police were called scott was arrested scott sued the police department and i believe won a nice tidy sum and well yeah
0: you gotta know the law to enforce the the law you should definitely be able to sue somebody for arresting you for something that's not illegal (laughs) like fuck yeah i agree with that exactly
1: yeah he sued whoever it was You could sue for being you know not arrested for the wrong thing whether it was the town the police or (laughs) whoever damn but he won anyway and uh that really started the conversation down here about well he was in the right place and he shouldn't have been arrested and he how do you start putting property owners rights against community members rights and here we are
0: all right well again i say do not get accustomed to this uh you were right and I was wrong. I should absolutely care more about shoreline access. And it never, it never one time occurred to me that, uh, that it was like this, like rich versus the poor, like the haves versus the have nots, like very, very much switched, switched teams there. Um, which honestly, I think is like what I would like to become the norm. Like I know I keep joking around and being like, you'll never hear this again. But um there are plenty. Well, no, th- like there are plenty of decisions that I made even as a representative, right? That like hindsight being 2020, that that was not a great call. That was not a good call. Um mm-hmm. and I think it's probably easier for me because I'm not up there anymore. But uh the one that comes to mind for me is the school takeover. Um, and Marcia Ranglin Vassal had like a really lovely and empowering tweet thread about um how she also voted for the school takeover, um, the Providence school takeover <clears throat> back in, I want to say it was like 2019. Um and you know, she gave the reasons why at the time it seems like a good idea. She gave, you know, the background of like what we had been told and what had been pitched to us as the elected officials and working with the information that we had, like that it seemed like the right choice. Um, but basically came out and said that like as a teacher, as a parent, like as, you know, a member of the community, like this shit fucking sucks. We really need to get it together. We need to like find some kind of way to you know change course because this is not fucking working like this is clearly not working um and you know easy for me to say that because I'm on the outside being like yeah did that wrong might be um but like really souped on her for like having the balls to come out and just like straight up say like yeah no we fucked up like but that doesn't mean that we can't starting right now like turn this shit around and fix it real fast um and you know when when people come at you correctly like there's it's very easy to admit when you're wrong about things um there's also a really easy way to like not uh to to do that poorly um and I am now officially of an age, right, where all young people assume that I hate them. Um, in my brain, I'm not that old, um, but one of my one of my colleagues is 22, and. Jen, I think I told you this one, but like this fucking crushed me. We (laughs) were in the lunchroom and all of the older women were talking about what trends were like in their day and the kind of things that they wore to high school and blah, blah, blah. And this 22 year old looked at me and was like, what were trends like when you were in high school? And I was like, fuck you. The same as you, like normal. What do you mean? I don't know, cause we're like the same. We're not the same age. No, that was no, no, that was totally like literally. All. you were like, like de- just she was like a straight up fucking child when I was in high school. Like yeah. she was a she was a fucking baby, and like that was like that fucked me up. Where I was like, oh, oh my god, oh no, I'm not. No, like you are very much like you're a baby, and I'm a grown up. Um,
1: yep, totally not at all as young as you think you
0: are anymore i know so when great. all of these children these fucking children were coming at me like why do you hate young people and i was like hey fellow kids what are we all mad about like and then i was like oh no you're like now you're like the mean now you're like the mean 30-year-old who's like, ah, oh, the frivolity of youth. I remember when I was in my 20s, it wasn't that long ago. And people were like, no, it was, though, you dick. And I'm like, oh, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and here's the thing is, um, Jen, as you established, there was a there was a perfectly fine way to do it. Red Ink came out and roasted us in a very adorable, hilarious, and, like, personable way. Yeah, let's
1: start off here. I mean, I knew
0: Laura and I were talking
1: earlier before the show, and I, when we were having the conversation on our on our last episode, and you mentioned when you had mentioned what had happened at Red Ink, and you even said, and you were laughing, and you said that was a little dismissive. I knew that it might ruffle some feathers. I. And oh <laughs> and when Red Ink put out their tweet, I thought it was adorable, and I and I even said, "You got us." That was that was a shitty, and I liked it, and I retweeted it. What was it? And I was even gonna. It was something like, "Can't wait to it." can let me let me just let me pull it up. Actually, <laughs> let's, let's chit chat while I pull it up, and that way I can give it give well, it to you.
0: So so that was the thing. Is that like I. Of course I knew it was dismissive. That's why I said that was a little dismissive. But, like, also, I'm dismissive of everyone. Like, the, how shitty? Can we just talk about how shitty this show would be? if we just came on and for 40 minutes an episode we're just like and the Republicans are super fun and also the Democrats are super fun and everybody's doing their best go team go like that show would suck none of you would listen to that show and you wanna you want to believe that you would like us if we were nice no the fuck you wouldn't you know how we know that we did two episodes where we deliberately were like we're going to try. What I think it was talking about like politicians or people. Yeah, it's when we went through some really rough shit. It and and we were even like,
1: us who make fun of everything like we're kind of shook to our core.
0: And Well, uh, it was when our very it, it dear friend really had hard. like fallen incredibly ill and everybody was talking about how many days she was missing from session not knowing how incredibly ill she was and I was like, "Yo, fuck you guys." Like you guys are dicks. Yeah, like, it was bad. We're oh, losing our bad. shit. It was just um, bad, and we just realized so we tried that, like tried really
1: hard to be nice, and it just didn't work. Well, because first we of all, we tried patrons. really hard
0: to be nice, and you guys hated it. <laughs> like the viewership on those shows was so low. Patrons were like, "boo!" <laughs> like started dropping like yeah, it Like if you wanted us to be nicer you should not monetarily encourage us to be garbage human beings that's on you guys
1: oh so anyhow red ink tweeted looking forward to introducing the vulpinator and mora walsh to some of the graying adults who hang out at red ink including myself and steve alquist
0: which adorable is adorable and honest to god if anybody can change my mind about a thing it's If, like, any one person's presence, rather, can change my mind about a place or, like, venue, it's Steve Alquist. Like, you could be like, hey, do you want to join me at this sewer party that is just, like, full of giant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, like, like drugs and insanity? And I'd be like, I really, that does not sound like my cup of tea. And then you were like, Steve Alquist is going to be there. I'd be like, well... I mean, if and Steve's a, going.
1: <laughs> exactly. And so many people who I love and respect um, donate their time to Red Ink, and I keep meaning to get there, and I am a monthly patron, and I fully support them. Why, and why, why, so why. full disclosure, I think they're rad.
0: I didn't think that we were making fun of Red Ink. Honestly, I thought that the crux of the episode was making fun of Nazis and making fun of Republicans' inability to just, like, be mad at Nazis. Now, if you guys want to feel free to focus on the 30 seconds of that episode that you personally identify with, because, like, at the end of the day, in this culture, like, everything at the end of the day boils down to how it relates to you um by all means but there was an entire 40 minute episode dedicated to like how shitty it was to be like nazis are bad but also like and i i think it's kind of ridiculous to gloss over all of that to just fixate on the like i also read marks in my 20s and be like fuck you i'm in my 20s and i hate you now it's like i mean all right uh, and
1: it's just no sense. I didn't think I even made fun of anyone at all, but, you know. You interject that Listen, part in there. Listen, Jennifer,
0: first of all, how dare you throw me face first under the bus? Second ah. of all... <laughs> second of all you get dragged behind my fucking mouth on plenty of occasions i don't know why oh my god regularly and here's the thing at least my friends like blake have the decency to be mad at me i'm the one who said it um you just get lumped in with my bullshit because you agreed to this nonsense
1: um always Always, and I am right there with you.
0: But I just also want to point n- now that I know what a fucking old lady I am, I can get away with saying some fucking old lady shit, all right? I do yep. not understand why, if you don't like a thing, you feel the need to personally contact the person who makes that thing to tell them that you don't like it. Yelp. All the one star reviews you can handle. Like, messages, I, it, when I don't like a thing, I go, oh, that's not for me. And then I just don't watch that thing. It never <laughs> one time occurred to me to like find the personal email address of whoever makes the fucking Big Bang Theory and be like, why the fuck? How goddamn dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Okay? I watched an episode of your program, and I did not fucking care for it, and now I'm going to interrupt your day to tell you why you should do better. Like, it just, I do not, I do not comprehend that my ex used to say, it costs zero minutes and zero dollars to mind your fucking business.
1: (laughs) Well, I know that after our last episode, I was feeling so harassed, I dug up the email address of one Mr. Karl Marx. <laughs> and I think sure to write a very strongly worded email that says I do not feel good about what's happening here. Oh my I would God. very much like it if you could ask people to stop. <clears throat> oh my I'm God. very uneducated, you see.
0: I'm very uneducated, you see. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh- um, Jen, I don't know if you know this um but marx was also karl marx himself was at one point a 20 year old so full circle
1: <laughs> well actually i probably would not know that because as providence redacted 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 tweeted at us on march 26 hey at can we fix it pod funny joke about being 20 and reading Marx is that we're all in our 30s and 40s and have actually read Marx, as I'm sure you haven't. So out of touch.
0: Which, like, oh my god, you're so cool. You're so cool. And you're so right. You're so right. I just, like, I've actually, I never learned how to read. So, (laughs) joke's on you. No. So, I
1: had somebody read that tweet to me a lot, just so I can memorize it to repeat it on this show right now. Yeah. Because not only have I never read Marx, I've never read it all. <laughs> so thanks for making me feel like shit.
0: Well, so here's the thing: um, Providence redacted, redacted, redacted. So now, out of touch. Now I would, I would say the name of their podcast, but I would not want to give them two extra listeners and like double their listenership. Um, Just like you, you don't get a name drop just for like being mean and offensive. Um, Like, Oh my God, we're women. So we must not have like known how to read or like read marks. Like, no, that's a great, that's a great call. That's like a super smart, smart move to run that one, like right out of your mouth. And now, Jen you know that my new favorite thing is to just uh block people because for many years as a representative i couldn't um couldn't block right. anybody just had to listen to all this nonsense whereas now like if you don't want to listen to my show or pay me like we're i don't we're not friends I'm not wasting that kind of time or like energy trying to give a fuck about somebody that like, I have plenty of people that I have to give a fuck about. And like, you're not one of them. That's not so, so you don't get any, you don't get any listeners off of this is the, is the long story short. Um, And also, yeah, and it's, Oh, go ahead. No,
1: you know, it's funny too, because when I heard that Providence redacted, redacted, redacted had actually tweeted at us, I came to, I assumed it was kind of something like what Red Ink had tweeted. And it, and I had, had the same thought. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go over there and kind of give him a, yeah, our bad. I, I felt bad because I. You're
0: I a better person like than I am. Like
1: an asshole. And I don't feel, I don't like making enemies with people that I generally like and respect. And I, when I feel like I fucked up, I like to give a, yeah, you're right. We fucked up. Sorry.
0: Right. We
1: regularly apologize. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm contrary to what I'm sure many people do think. I'm not a total fucking asshole. (laughs) But then when I went there and I looked at what was tweeted at us, I was like, damn, like you, you don't know me. And this was really kind of harsh out of the gate. You don't know me. It was a kind of a flip comment by two drunk girls on a podcast. And, In all honesty, we didn't mean to be condescending and shitty. And we could have probably really (sighs) set that straight if you hadn't fucking gone right at us like that. And uh, so then you kept going at us.
0: And then... And then expect what? That, like, we're going to be like, oh, my God, you're so right, complete stranger. I should be better. Like you, right? Like, like we were dismissive by saying that only you know 20 year olds read marks and so the appropriate response to that is to say like fuck us we must not know how to read like I mean no that's a that's a great call of fucking crazy stranger and like for me it's not even just like the tweets like by all means it's a podcast like I don't necessarily agree um love you Jen but I don't necessarily agree with like the don't come at me like that um publicly at least like when it comes to twitter and stuff like feel free if you want to look like a dickhead on twitter like be my guest you know that's not no i mean we are we're just like a fucking stupid podcast and i also think that that like we live our lives in such a way we live our lives in such a way that the people who know us know that we like genuinely are anti-nazi and so the idea that we would be like It was heavily implicated that we were like in because we were dismissive of 20 year olds, that we were somehow like implicitly okay with Nazis or like because we weren't at Red Ink for a communist book reading. That meant we automatically weren't anti-Nazi. And like, that's a weird, that's a long walk for a short drink of water. But like, feel free to fucking get weird about it. For me, it was the multiple individuals who like fucking emailed or DM'd or like Facebook messaged me and were like, um, listen here, old lady, like blah blah blah, like uh I I just wanna understand like why you're so dismissive of people who are putting in like the actual work, which like Ooh, to, like, say to a single mom who, like, spent four years living in abject poverty so that she could do the fucking actual work that, like, oh, I don't respect the activists, like, baby, you don't know my fucking background, number one. And number two, again, brings me back to my point of, like... I find it really weird that you would go through all the effort of personally reaching out to a person that you don't know to comment on a show that you don't listen to to, like, explain why I'm not shit and you're better than me. Like, I mean, okay, sure. Like, there's this restaurant that I used to frequent all the time because their French toast is fucking banging, but it's run by hipsters and always has been. And it's like way too hipstery, you know, where like you walk in and they like don't even acknowledge that you're there for like five to seven minutes because they're so fucking cool. And they have like the overalls with like one strap perpetually undone and like lensless glasses. It's, I'm just trying to alienate another group of our listenership. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but I'll just like sit there and just be like, yes, like I get, I super get it. You're cooler than me. Like, can I just have my French toast? Like, and I and I tolerated this because it benefited me in a way that was like delicious French toast. I do not in any way feel obligated to tolerate the complaints of people who don't listen to my show. Like, it am I the asshole here? Like, I, I feel like I regularly ask myself this because that's what we as human beings should do, right? Is we should, like, whenever somebody's upset with you, you should look inward and be like, okay, let's see. Am I the asshole here? And then I think back to, like, the history of this podcast. We're coming up on two years now, Jen, which is fucking insane to me. Um, Mm. And I just wonder, where the fuck... (laughs) did we ever set the precedent that we were anything but dismissive of everyone? <laughs> like, oh yeah. We're dismissive of that's everyone. That's what I don't I get. I mean, for,
1: for the people that, that, that new are new here with us right now, I do. Tr- I, I truly, I am sorry for, for being dismissive. I mean, I will, I will willingly give that apology when people are upset. I'm happy to make you feel better about that. Uh, you know, No harm, no foul there. But, I mean, that is – this is what we do. It it sucks. We do it to everybody. We do it to each other.
0: Oh, regularly. Oh, my God. Regularly. Like, I feel like the meanest interview, like, low-key that we did was the one that we did with Cynthia. Where we were like, yeah, that. Where was we were nice. like, did Matt Brown kidnap your child? <laughs> like, why are She's you? She's our running? best friend. Why are you running with Matt Brown? Blink twice if you're a hostage. Like, we were so mean to her, and like, we were quite awful. Right, but like, that's also just like that's that New England charm, baby. That's that. That's why the this is the only medium that you and I can like work well in. And like, I, you have maybe not yet experienced this as much as I did when I was in office is that like a lot of the stuff like a lot of the charm in my personality is the delivery (laughs) okay and when you take shit that I say and just like type it out in like a like a newspaper or like a, so or like a transcript. Exactly it is way. not nearly as like cheeky and fun. And it's more like sociopathic and like a real arrogant asshole. And like, I am learning you guys. Why do you think I have a podcast instead of a fucking column? All right. Like, oh, but I just, I need you guys to recognize that if you are coming here, to can we fix it you cannot there's only so much that you can expect of us okay you can't yell at a fish for not knowing how to fly if you want something that flies get a bird bitch i'm sure that there are plenty of other podcasts where the the anchors are not salty and mean to all of the people that they invite on their show but that's not this podcast so like fucking go somewhere else with that shit jens dead stunned silence just a little bit well listen
1: i i have not i've nothing left we have, have nothing, nothing left, left. I'm well exhausted after this one it's been a week
0: i know i it's know girl started. it has been a fucking week um we <laughs> you i
1: didn't think i'd be fighting with with people that
0: you'd never I, met before really
1: do respect
0: um yeah well i mean it's the nature of the beast we were uh my friends and I went to go visit the Providence Pedestrian Bridge um this weekend to like go for a walk and hang out for a little bit. And nice. I rem- while well, I was just remembering of like how excited all of Rhode Island was as we were in the process of building this bridge. And so stoked and so stoked and so stoked until they cut the ribbon on it and then everybody was like, Boo, "Waste of money." <laughs> and like it is the most and the only it's the most Rhode Island thing possible. And the only thing that surpasses it is the other Rhode Islandism wherein the only time we will care about this bridge in a positive way again is when we're about to tear it down. And that is like all like that is Rhode Island. People love it. Right, exactly. Paw Sock Stadium, Red Bridge, Apex. Like, this is what we do, is that, like, we're so stoked about a thing until you give us that thing and then fuck that thing. I never fucking wanted that thing. I never said I wanted that thing. Get that thing out of my face. And then after 50 years when we're like, all right, we're going to get rid of this thing, everybody's like, no, I love that thing. I know I never <laughs> went to that thing, and all I ever did was complain about that thing, but I love that thing. And so Don't if take that we- thing. are going to run a political podcast in rhode island we have to recognize that this is par for the fucking course okay that this is you people want this so badly until you have it and then you're like oh i hate it it's the worst and then when we're like fine we'll stop doing it because i honestly don't give a flying fuck at this point you're like no we love it no and then when we decide to keep it, you guys are like ugh, i hate how mean you are like well which is it motherfucker <laughs> it cannot this cannot be schrodinger's podcast um now let's make some new people angry i'm done I'm done making the twenty year olds angry. I love the twenty year olds and honestly, if I've established anything, it's just that I wish that I was closer to that age in my brain yeah. I was closer to More that to, like, age
1: dismiss because she's jealous
0: It's true. I have like wrinkles now. my body is never gonna look as good as it did before I had my child like I'm now the person that like twenty two year olds go to for advice because like I have. My whole shit together, and it's weird to like be an adult who has her shit together because it feels like I have been like a barely competent drunk monkey for the majority of this um but yeah no I do have to admit that like no i'm I'm the adult now and so like when I'm dismissive it's yeah no I gotta I gotta rein that shit in now that I'm a grown up now that I'm mature um <laughs> It's actually you're more mature if you say it that way, Jen. I've I've read that. I'm listening in almost fifty more. Of.
1: <laughs> um listening in forty seven years old.
0: Tell yeah. me more. Got yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um but let us talk about let us talk about the new the new favorite thing that we have going on.
1: So oh, I love this topic. I know it's coming.
0: I know, and it just makes me. I mean, it doesn't make me happy, right? Because at the end of the day, I would much rather have politicians that didn't steal from us. Um, that would make me feel better. But um, well, in, true. In lieu of that, um, is our governor going to jail, guys? Is our <laughs> governor <laughs> going to know. jail? Is
1: that a thing? I'm like, well, I don't. I don't know. It's either. It's either Dan McKee or Mike McGee, but I don't know yet if Mike McGee is Dan McKee or if Dan McKee is Mike McGee. I guess we'll know when the subpoena comes out (laughs) or when one or both or none or either are in jail.
0: I don't know. (laughs) So let's back it up and give the Reader's Digest version of this, right? In when, I mean, it, it wasn't an election, right? Because what basically happened as we all some of us may recall, is that our uh, current governor, Gina Raimondo, had gotten or I'm sorry, our former governor, Gina Raimondo, had gotten calling up to the big leagues. And she went to Washington, D.C. in, I want to say, Commerce, February okay. or March of last year. Uh, mm hmm. And so, as happens in that instance, the uh, lieutenant governor, Dan, got sworn in, let's say, on a Tuesday. Okay, let's just just say that Dan got sworn in on a Tuesday. And by Thursday, Dan McKee had given $5 million of a state contract to Don—no, that's too similar— Mike McGee. Yeah, that's nobody's that that's it. That's perfect. And Mike McGee's company, the ILO Consulting Firm, which had been a very successful and thriving company for uh 14 hours.
1: <laughs> they didn't even have an email yet.
0: <laughs> they made their company website. Two days before receiving a no-bid, million, z- 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 z, with an S, of dollar contract from the taxpayers of Rhode Island. Now, here is the ultimate, like, fuck you, we're not even trying to hide that we're stealing your money. This is, again, in February or March of last year, where this consulting firm has been hired to help us reopen schools during the pandemic. Um, I'm sorry, the fuck? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, are we talking about the schools that are like currently already open? What are? Yes. I don't, consulting on how to open the, I... my brain. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So the schools that are already in session. So you're gonna teach yes. us how to open the schools that are already open. Um And how to make them safe for a pandemic. Cool, 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 cool. And um, Jen, can you name me one thing that ILO uh, consulting firm did? No, and neither can any of the superintendents
1: of any of the schools, because I guess a lot of them are interviewed and they all said, yeah we don't know what's happening here
0: i never uh, it was all mariah carey i don't know her <laughs> i don't know her um, um yeah no. and so then all of a sudden like what is it like maybe a month or so ago ilo group comes out and they're like we're all done we're done uh schools, yep. are, schools are fixed it. bye guys um and it was like wait
1: remarkable success everyone
0: it was like the mission accomplished moment of the Iraq war where it was like, ah, quick question. Call on me. Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> I know that <laughs> I don't always know a 100% what's going on, but like, you, you're doing this wrong, right? Like, that's wrong, right? And the contract wasn't up. Like, they had more time on their contract. And then- you know, some, some reporter asked the governor, like, Hey, so like, uh, what's up with that? And he was like, No, they're done. They're, they're all done and they did a great job and they're done early, if anything. So that's cool that they're done early. That's good. And, uh, goodbye. Um, and again, we all thought it was like a little weird, but like I honestly chalked it up to him finally. Just like, as with everything that Dan does and suggests that's stupid or wrong, he has no fucking confidence in it. Um, because at the end of the day, the saddest thing about him is not just that he's evil, but that he doesn't have the fucking balls to follow through on his evil. You know, like there's nothing worse than like a snivelly villain. Like that's sad. Um, so like, I just chalked it up to him once again, being incapable of like owning any single decision. Well, lo and fucking behold, it's the full Rhode Island folks. It's the full Rhode Island because now the FBI is investigating. Awesome. Awesome. You know what I hear is really good for elections in the months leading up to the vote? FBI agents opening up investigations into their emails. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Oh, Either Dan McGee, God see, God damn it. Even his fake alias is like too close to his, I keep fucking this up. Even Dan McGee and Mike McGee are like one of them or both of them or either of them or neither of them is super fucked here. Like super fucked here. Um, and now what I think is interesting is that I feel like Dan tried to bypass... Um, the Fed's growing suspicious by spending Rhode Island money, right? Because, like, he could have spent any of that, like, those billions of fucking federal dollars that he didn't do dick with. But I think even he knew that if he gave $5 million of government money to, like, some random asshole that the feds would be like, ah, yo, what the fuck? So he thought he could, like, one space remove it and, like, oh, I'll just use the Fed money to pay back the million, like, no, it's, that's not that's a shell game, buddy, and that only lasts for so long. Um, I would love if if not if he doesn't get arrested, I would at least love for him to have to like step down in disgrace. Like that would really that would tickle me. Something give us a little something. Just give me a taste, man.
1: Just yeah, wet, just wet, just wet my beak bit. a little bit.
0: Just get my <laughs> get, get my <laughs> beak a little wet. Fucking sopping wet beak. Let me make my money off Dan McKee in jail, please. Come on. I deserve this. This is the kind of like an honest to God, like you and I have gotten drunk and done the deep dive. On this conspiracy, wherein we both pulled up varying photos, like one of Mike McGee and one of Dan McGee, and like, Never oh, do they, do they look similar? Which, like, unfortunately, other than them both being like mediocre middle aged white men, like, not really. Um, I no, say middle aged; really. they're that like late sixties.
1: conspiracy is done, like, but you know, but like, I, we've I do wonder.
0: All. We never did any background. Like, that. all those Mike McGee photos could be stock photos. Like, it could be that he has, like, no childhood or, like, any other, like, old photos and that he literally is just created. At Like, we haven't gone deep enough on that end. Because, like, we know Dan McKee is a real person. We've seen him. Well, it's time. I think I've met him. Honestly, the reason, okay.
1: We've seen him in person. I have, oh, I met him, too.
0: I was going to say, the reason that that joke is objectively hilarious, okay? There's a reason that that I think I met. I literally met him three times. (laughs) And the third time when I said, nice to meet you, he was like, we've met twice. (laughs) And so I have literally, like, he is so goddamn forgettable. that I have met him and forgotten him to his face.
1: And honestly, I wasn't
0: even, like, the majority of the time that I go, like, I think I've met him. Like, it's not, I'm not even trying to make a joke. Like, my brain genuinely, like, cannot register him as a human. Like, he's so boring. Oh, my God.
1: That's
0: bad. He's the human equivalent of amnesia. Like... <laughs> like the men in black button like dan mcKee is like a walking man in black brain? and like in your brain you're like i know i'm positive but i can't picture where or anything he said or what his voice sounds like like none of it none of it uh but to make me feel better neither can anyone else because as we established, this dude was in a parade in Cumberland, the town where he was the fucking mayor. And as he went by in the float, it was dead silent until two or three people were like, "It's fucking governor, isn't it?" Like, that's a like that is how forgettable he was in his hometown on a float. People are like, "I swear that guy looks familiar."
1: That's a lot. <laughs>
0: so I that's why I'm happy to be ending this episode making fun of Dan McKee because if he ever went out of his way to email me to complain I know that I would immediately forget and so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) so send me as much hate mail as you want Dan it's totally cool this one doesn't matter this one's on us this one's on the house oh my god guys we have so many great guests lined up as soon as jen and i get our shit together enough to actually fucking like get together for the weekends and book them, we we're we're getting there we've got at least three guests lined up and um we've got fun stuff coming for back to the races june fast approaches so i'm gonna make sure that we throw some polls up on the patreon um for the new categories and the new nominees for the Excellence in Politicking Awards, the second annual Go Team Go. So make sure you go to patreon.com slash can we fix it to participate in the polls and become a patron today, you fucking mooches. Not to be not a mooch. That's 10 days. That's different. We established that last week. Just a regular mooch. Exactly. Jen, do you have any plugs this week? Regular mooch. Uh, no plugs for me, No plugs for Jen. um, stay safe, be a good neighbor and enjoy what looks like good weather finally fucking approaching. Oh, God, I need sun so bad. Um, tune in next time.